This is Barbie Jo, and you are listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. This is a show for busy moms and families where we talk about household order and function. We will discuss the tricks of the trade and systems that improve family life and managing a household. Hi, everybody. Barbie Jo here, and welcome to another episode of Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Today, we're interviewing... Kim Cree. I'm so excited to have her on the show. She is the owner of Creative Reading Adventures, and she is a certified reading specialist with a master's in reading education. So Kim, I think this is super important because all of us have difficulties, I'm sure struggles with our children and getting them involved in reading and you know, some of our kids don't love to read. So tell us, welcome to the show, first of all. Tell us about yourself and how you got started. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, My name is Kim Cree. I have three little ones. And I just remember as a young child, I loved to read. I always had my nose in a book. And my brother absolutely hated to read. I still think to this day, um, he doesn't like to read. So when I had both of my boys, it kind of became my mission in the class. Oh, I should backtrack. I'm also an elementary school teacher. And it's just a little bit stereotypical, but a lot of times boys might either struggle with reading or just not like to read as much. Um, So I really put a lot of time and effort into getting my own kids to love to read because there's actually a bunch of reading research out there that says enjoyment while reading is more than half the battle to being a successful reader. So if we can just get our kids to like to read and enjoy it and want to read, Then all the other stuff, the letters, the sounds, the phonics, the phonemic awareness, all of that kind of just falls into place. So it kind of became my life mission in the classroom. And then I was a reading specialist um, working with struggling readers. And now I own Creative Reading Adventures where I'm just trying to cultivate that love of reading in your home. I love that. Thank you so much for being here with us and helping us because I have five kids of my own and I can tell you majority of them do not love to read and it's a struggle. It really is a struggle. So what are the first things you would look at when trying to get a child to engage in reading? Well, I think um, the most obvious answer is going to be book choice, right? I um, was a very anti-Pokemon for a very long time in my house. My boys are in third grade and second grade and they just always wanted to read these books and I was not practicing what I preached. I, I was always like, no, let's pick these books. Let's pick these books. Um, and when they're younger, you do have a little bit more control over what they're reading. But I think if they want to read Dogman or they want to read Junie B. Jones and you don't love that character, you just kind of got to go with what they want. And if they don't know what they want and like, that's when you as a mom of five or however many kids you have, you kind of know their interests and, you know, you can look up sports books and dinosaur books and just try to get them into something that they're going to love and want to read about. So definitely book choice is a huge motivator. You could also have, I like to get kids hooked on a series. When I run my um, virtual book clubs, I always try to pick a book 
like this week we're starting Judy Moody and Stink and there is a Judy Moody series and a Stink series. And there's also a Judy Moody and Stink together. The two characters, they're hilarious. They're siblings. Everyone loves them. So by picking that book, I'm hoping then after they read this book with me, those kids are going to want to go and read all the Stink books or all the Mercy Watson books, like just different series that you can get your kids into. And then another huge way I motivated my kids when they were younger and even now is by making a reading nook. So I don't know if you have bean bags or we have those little Pottery Barn Anywhere chairs, I think they're called. And we just set them up, have baskets of books. I do trade out books seasonally. That's another motivator. So my kids are still into picture books, but they're getting more into chapter books. But even then, I just pulled all of our fall and Thanksgiving books out and I'm replacing them with Christmas books. We're doing kind of a holiday book a day where they they get to unwrap a book that I've just kept from last year. (laughs) But just different ways to get them excited. We've had hot cocoa readings before where, you know, it's just a hot chocolate party with a book, whether I'm reading aloud to them or um, they're reading to themselves. But Um, A reading that doesn't necessarily have to be a a spot in your house. It could be a a closet that's empty. I don't have any of those in my house, but I know some kids have turned their closets into a little space or we have like a little tent that sometimes they'll put pillows in. Uh, We like to read outside when it's not freezing cold out. So there's just kind of getting creative with, we don't always have to read. I mean, we do always read before bed, but there could be other times during the day Um, And kind of getting creative with what that time looks like. Like maybe you're always in the car. Um, My son plays travel soccer. We're always in the car. So we listen to books on Audible and kind of have conversations around there. So it kind of has to do with what fits your family, what your kids are interested in. I do do these personal reading plans where I kind of interview the moms and just ask everything their kids are interested in. And as you know, a reading specialist and a teacher for so many years, I know a lot of great authors and books that I can kind of match your child's reading level with their interests. But I would say when they're younger is the best time to kind of get them hooked into reading because once they get to that, there's this thing called decline by nine, which is when kids are nine years old and they stop kind of learning to read and have to Instead of learning to read, they're now reading to learn. So a lot of the textbooks start around age nine, a lot of articles that they have to read in class, and that's when kids kind of get turned off to reading. So kind of keeping that positivity and excitement around reading. And I really think that goes, again, back to what I said at the beginning with that book choice and just picking books that are their kids are interested in. I don't know about you, but when I was in high school and I was told I had to read a book, even if it was the best book, it was always, well, I had to read that book. It wasn't going to be my favorite, even if it was the best book ever. So I think giving them that autonomy to pick their own books is a huge piece of getting them to love to read. That's so good. Now, how many pages or chapters do you allow yourself before you decide whether or not you want to continue reading a book? Because I know. There have been sometimes the book has just been so hard to get into, or it's really difficult to read. Um, so, how is there some sort of standard measurement that you give a book before you either decide to move on or try something else? Great question. I was um, 
always one of those people that when I started a book, I was committed to it and I was going to finish it. And then when I got to be a busy mom running a business with three kids, I was like, yeah, this is not happening. So (laughs) personally, I mean, I give it a couple of chapters. If you're giving your kids the option, I would try and at least get them to explain to you why they don't like the book. Um, As teachers, we have what's called the five finger rule. And if you're reading a page in a book and there is one or two words that you don't know, then that's probably an easier book for you to read and that's fine to pick. If there's three or four words that you don't know, that's probably what we call their instructional level. So they could probably read that with support, maybe ask you what some of the words are or what they mean. And then if there's five or more words on the page that they don't know, I would just say that's going to be a book that I'm going to read aloud to my kids or maybe that's a book we put back on the shelf. So honestly, a lot of my students and even my own kids, we use that five-finger rule and Sometimes they don't even read past that first page, but it's kind of up to your discretion. If you know it's a great book or it's been recommended, I know like it's a big thing that your kid is reading Harry Potter when they're six, which is just like completely developmentally inappropriate, (laughs) but that's like this like badge of honor that um, kids like to say that they've read Harry Potter. But again, a lot of those words, there's going to be more than five words on those pages that those younger kids aren't necessarily going to, maybe they can decode them and read them, but they're not going to understand the words on the page, if that makes sense. Right. Absolutely. Okay. I love that. The five finger rule. I've never heard of that before. And that makes so much sense. I love that. Okay. Now I have to share, you mentioned this a little while ago, but the seasonal books, this is such a great idea, especially right now as we're preparing for Christmas. I think it's a fantastic idea to wrap up those books and maybe make it a a prize at the end of the day or the end of the week, whatever you decide to unwrap a book and then read it together as a family and let I don't know how you'd break that. Maybe let the kids take turns unwrapping a book, but it makes them excited to pick a present from under the tree and then get a story in return. I think that's brilliant. (laughs) Well, thank you. I definitely cannot take credit for that. (laughs) Uh, One of the moms in my Facebook group brought it up and she was doing an advent calendar um, based on these books and they were opening a book a day. And I just ran with it and honestly just finished wrapping them today and it's December 1st. So we're going to open one tonight and, (laughs) and read it. And for that, I am sticking with picture books just because we're not going to be reading a chapter book a day. So that is so great. I think that's another way to get kids just excited about quote unquote new books. Um, Obviously going to the library is a great way to get those new books, but if you kind of only have those books available for the springtime or for the winter season, and then they kind of like, we just bring them into the basement and and swap out our book boxes. So it's just a, a nice fun way Um, And then obviously the wrapping of the books makes it even more exciting around this time of year. So it's super fun. It also, I mean, we have books everywhere in our house, but in my head, it helps us stay a little bit more organized without having all of the books out all the time. (laughs) Oh, that is so important. The organization of the books because they can get overwhelming and then they get lost in the shuffle and your kids, you know, forget you even have them because they're just so used to seeing them there. 
but I think it's great you rotate them out and makes it new and exciting. Yes. And another pro tip organizational <laughs> books um, is just to have a set library book spot because um, if you go to the library, often our books sometimes get mixed in and now we just have a separate shelf only for library books and those get returned every couple of weeks or so. So, Oh, I love that. So organized. Now tell me more about your virtual book club. This is fascinating to me. So it's after school time and it's on Zoom, which might be similar to what your kids are doing distance learning wise, but um, we just read shorter chapter books. I targeted that second and third grade age range again because of that decline by nine statistic. I really want them to get excited about reading and each week they get a printable um, to kind of direct their they're reading, so maybe it's about characters, or maybe it's about the problem in the book. And it's most, I always tell them, like, this isn't real homework. You don't have to write incomplete sentences. It's mostly so when they come on Zoom for that half an hour with me per week, we're actually discussing books and having those powerful conversations about their favorite parts, and they can use text evidence to, to talk about it and just kind of some of the things that probably aren't happening in most classrooms just due to the nature of this year. Um, I know a lot of the, the kids in my book clubs have been in since August when we started and just to see their growth and how they, they're talking about books and they're excited and it's just, it's a great little reading community um, and we just have a lot of fun. So that sounds amazing. What a great concept and a way to put a spin on a on learning and tutoring in a way that works for our new, our new norm. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I think they're really missing out on that small group connection, talking with their friends. And obviously these are kids from all different areas and different classrooms, but they're still around the same age. And, you know, we just have our nice friendly Tuesday chats. So it's, it's good for, I love it. And I know they love it. Um, and, Sometimes I let my boys participate. So <laughs> it's, it's a family activity. So. That is wonderful. Now, do you do any other age groups? I tutor separately and do personal reading plans. I do work with all ages. I try to target the younger kids just because if we can catch them up and get them reading um, by third grade usually is the cutoff when... Um, if your child isn't on grade level and reading by third grade, it's research shows it's just very difficult to catch them up. And um, so I try I try to make a difference on little ones. That being said, I, I also tutor a fifth grader and a seventh grader. So it just it's um, whoever needs me and whatever we're having fun with. I do have um, a product that I just developed just for the holiday season called Bonding with Books. And I took Gooseberry Park, which is kind of a higher reading level, um, but it has animal characters so younger kids can enjoy it. And it's supposed to be like a family reading activity box. So the mom or the dad can be reading aloud because even if you have a first or a second grader, and this is technically, say, a fourth or a fifth grade reading level, they can understand books when um, read to. You can comprehend um, at least two grade levels higher than what you can actually read. So they might be learning to read, but you could still read um, higher books to them. So they're getting that comprehension piece. And basically 
in the book, there's just little post-its and it tells you to open a present or do a family activity together based on what's happening in the book. So I tested it on my own kids. We had a great time. Um, and it's just, again, my mission is to get everyone excited about reading. And I just think that this product is really, really going to make that happen. That's amazing. I love that. So tell us more about how we can work with you or connect with you. Well, first, it's helpful for me to know and for you to know what type of reader you have. So I have a quick quiz on my website, um, creativereadingadventures.com backslash quiz. And that will tell us if you have a, a beginning reader, Ben, a transitional reader, Taylor, a fluent ready, reader, Freddie, or a reluctant reader, Rosie. And you'll get um, a book list suggestion based on their levels. Um, questions to ask when you're reading with those types of readers, and just a lot of the different strategies that uh, we could be working on. And then um, my blog has a lot of different ideas. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Everything is just um, at Creative Reading Adventures. So I love that. Amazing. Okay, great. I will definitely include those links in our show notes so everybody can know where to find you because I think this is so important to get our kids on board to love to read not only of necessity but out of you know having a well-rounded life and just to really educate yourself yes so important okay thank you so much Cam thank you so much thank you for listening to don't get lost in the laundry don't forget to check out our website at barbiejoe.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you've got to check out my programs. I'd love to have you join me at barbiejoe.com.